What's up, guys? Welcome to the Don't Forget to Love podcast with me, Mara Sullivan. In today's episode, I just wanted to do a fun, kind of lighthearted, casual girl chat about some of my favorite pop culture moments of 2022 and also the movies, shows, and entertainment stuff that I'm looking forward to in this new year in 2023. Happy New Year to you guys. So if you have listened to my first few episodes, then you've heard me mention how much I love art in almost every form. I've always had a real love and respect for people's talent and just for artists who do amazing work. I've always loved fashion, my childhood, like what do you want to be when you grow up? Answer was always fashion designer. I have seen every single episode of Project Runway and America's Next Top Model. I was super into modeling and photography. Then as I got older, I started doing graphic design and audio video, like behind the scenes production stuff, which has brought me to doing this podcast. So said all that to say that I just do love art. I love creativity. I also grew up listening to all different kinds of music genres, obviously gospel, but also pop, uh, country. I went through like a mini emo phase. I saw Panic at the Disco live on his Death of a Bachelor tour um, and fell in love with Brendan Urie for a while. I went through my Belieber, Justin Bieber phase. I saw him live. I saw the Jonas Brothers, Tim McGraw, Corinne Bailey Ray, Beyonce. I saw her on her formation tour when I was in college. There's like nothing like seeing someone live whose music you love and have memories around and like they're just such a big part of your life. So I'm also really grateful that even though I grew up in a Christian household, my mom still let me listen to like quote unquote secular music and watch TV and movies. Um, I have a lot of friends whose parents didn't let them like listen to or watch anything and so they had to sneak everything in and then they became obsessed with all of the like quote-unquote secular stuff and they turned completely away from all the church stuff so it had the opposite effect than what their parents were trying to do Um, but that's a whole different conversation if you know Katy Perry's story you know that her dad is a pastor and she was not allowed to like listen to or watch anything like secular or worldly so when she grew up she indulged herself in everything she felt like she was missing out on and then became like one of the singers that her parents kept her from listening to Um, her parents were like so religious, like she couldn't even eat Lucky Charm cereal because of the like luck aspect. So oftentimes having an extreme approach has the opposite effect. And I just wanted to throw that in there because I know some Christians get crazy when people talk about the entertainment industry. And of course, I don't think that any celebrity or anyone in general should ever be idolized or worshiped. And obviously we all know the industry is not all sunshine and rainbows. Um, everything and everyone has their flaws for me personally like I said I just have a real love and respect for people with tremendous talent who shift the culture become the best in their fields and work very very hard to perfect their crafts I can have the respect for an artist and for their work without agreeing with everything that they say and do that being said let's jump right in I'm gonna talk a little bit about obviously our Biggest disappointments, just to get them out of the way, Will Smith and Kanye West. Um, We started off 2022 with the Will Smith situation. He has always been my favorite actor. He is crazy talented. My cousin 
um, who I always call my big brother, loved Will Smith so much when we were growing up. I just took on that love for him as well as I got older. Um, when the Oscars situation happened, my friends were literally messaging me like I was a personal friend of Will Smith's because people know, knew how much of a fan of his that I've always been. Like how most like black women feel about Denzel or Idris Elba is how I love Will Smith. Like he's just always been that guy. Funny, cool, handsome, tall, talented, like just the full package kind of guy. Um, So now obviously the question that I'm hearing from most people is whether or not his career will be what it once was. Obviously his new movie Emancipation just came out. It was filmed before the Oscars happened and Will Smith did say in a recent interview, I think it was with Trevor, Trevor Noah, that he did not want his reputation to ruin the movie for the director's or for any of the other actors because they have they did work so hard on that film and it is such an important story it's based on the real lives of enslaved black men i have not watched it yet only because slavery movies are always so heavy and i just have to be in the mood for you know everything that comes with um the slavery movies all the violence and the struggles and the racism Um, But the reviews that I have read so far are actually really good when it comes to Will Smith's performance, which I'm not surprised. Again, he is one of the best actors in history. All of the negative reviews that I've read are mainly about how the story itself is told. Um, So it's more criticism towards the writers. And again, I did not expect this movie to weigh too heavily on Will Smith because it was filmed before the Oscars situation. What I'm interested in is what his projects will look like going forward. I do think that there is a level of admiration and respect that might not be regained from both the public and the film industry if he does want to continue to act, which I'm sure he does. But who knows? Um and like make his box office hit movies. I think that directors and other actors might be like hesitant to work with him going forward. However, and this might be a big however, and y'all can let me know your thoughts on this. I do think that um, any director who does take a chance on him going forward, I believe what we could see from Will Smith next would be an unbelievably great performance because hopefully he knows that he has to prove himself. And I think that the weight and the pressure and the expectations just from the whole world would drive and push him to be just incredible in future projects. He is Will Smith. And even with everything that has happened he most likely does not have to work another day in his life and even though what he did was wrong and he's broken so many records gotten so many awards and he's made so many number one movies he does not have to prove himself to anyone i read that emancipation is an oscar nomination worthy film so the movie may still be nominated in some categories although Will Smith is banned from attending the show. He is still eligible to be nominated and receive an Oscar. So I guess we'll just have to see what the future holds. I was listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show and Steve Harvey was talking about Will Smith going to India after everything happened and he like went there to get spiritual guidance and get away from everything. And Steve Harvey was like, he could have just went right to Texas and went to the Potter's house, which is Bishop T.D. Jake's church, and gotten the guidance that he needed. I just thought that was so funny, but so true because everyone does need Jesus. Like I'm just so convinced of it. People waste so much time and money looking for other answers, and I'm just convinced that Jesus is the answer. I know 
that Will Smith and everyone is on their own path. It's just sad to see people searching for the peace that only God can give. So speaking of Jesus, moving on to Mr. Sunday Service, Kanye West. This is a hot take, but I believe that when Kanye was in his like Sunday service era, he was trying his best to worship Jesus. I think the enemy just got mad and started doing what he does best, which is creating chaos and confusion. The devil always attacks the mind first. Like if the enemy can get control over a person's mind, he can control their entire life. That's why you hear so many church folk talk about like thanking God for being in my right mind, because there really is nothing worse than literally losing your mind. Um, Kanye West has been diagnosed with bipolar disorder, so we all know that he has to get the help that he needs. However, I do personally believe that his arrogance and ego um, will not allow him to get all of the help that he needs. Again, um, I also believe that everyone needs Jesus, no matter how much fame or fortune you have. There's a quote that says, like, everyone has a God-sized hole in their heart that only God can fill, and I really do believe that. Again, I hope that Kanye does get the help that he needs. So moving on from Kanye, he is a great segue into my next pop culture highlight, which is the Kardashians. I have always loved the show. Um, I'm literally sitting here recording this in a Skims Lounge dress right now. It is like my favorite dress to wear. Um, but I've loved the show for so many years. It's always been like my fun, kind of comfort, feel-good show. Whenever my friends come over, it's always our go-to show. Even if it's episodes that we've already seen before, it's just fun and entertaining and it's girly. Love them or hate them. And although they are definitely not self-made, I do think that they have done a phenomenal job at maximizing who they are and have taken full advantage of their fame and of their platforms. Their businesses are great. If you've listened to my other episodes you know that I love Kylie's skin my skin does so well with the cleanser and the moisturizer they are the only two products that I use on my face besides a vitamin c serum um, and again the skims clothing line has the best dresses that I have ever owned the quality is just perfection it's so flattering and also Kylie Cosmetics is my go-to lipstick. I pretty much only wear the color Leo. If you see any pictures of me where I have on lipstick and it's like the deep like red wine color, that's what I'm wearing. Um, I was so sad when Keeping Up was ending and my mom was actually the one who kept saying that they'll be back. She was like, trust me, they'll be back. And I was like, no, it's forever. And sure enough, they came back out with a new show. I do love the new Kardashians show. I like it more than Keeping Up. I think that they have much more freedom. You can tell the difference if you've been watching the show for a long time. And I cannot believe that they never had like a real premiere for their show until they switched to Hulu. It's been really cool just to see the evolution of the family and um, where they are all now compared to where they started out. Like Kim got a lot of backlash for saying like get up and work when we all know that she was extremely privileged and has never really known what the real world is like for most people. However, in her own way, I do think that she has worked hard to make people take her seriously and to gain respect as a talented real icon and not just as a reality 
TV star with a famous last name. So it's just been cool to see how different all of the sisters are and what each one does with their life. One of the biggest pop culture headlines in 2022 was definitely Kravis. Courtney found the love of her life that she has always been looking for and I am happy for her and for Travis. They're literally one big happy family. They have so many kids now. Like, I do not know how Chris keeps up with all of the grandkids. I would not be able to remember all of them. And yes, Kravis is annoying with the PDA. I think that's something that we have all agreed on, but they are super mushy. But what I do like about Courtney is that she is gen- she genuinely does not care. She's always been the one who wanted to just be a mom. She's never cared much about filming the show. She wanted to work, but on her own terms. And she's always been the one, like to me, that I think is genuinely herself without needing the fame. Of course, she loves the privilege and the fabulous lifestyle. But if you've been watching the show for a long time, you know like Courtney has just never really cared about the celebrity of it all as much as the rest of the sisters. And I feel like Chloe used to not care as much, but now her like anxiety seems to be through the roof. Me and one of my best friends were just talking about that when she was over my house watching the show. Um, They're all saying the same thing. Like Chloe is just not the same as she used to be. I think the media has really taken such a tremendous toll on her. Tristan has also taken a huge toll on her. She's so much more nervous and she cares so much more about what everyone thinks now and we all know that Kim is the main one of them who is always like I was built for this I can handle this I signed up for this I knew what I was getting myself into and the rest of them have not really seemed to have that same mindset when it comes to being famous Kylie and Kendall have like never known a life without the cameras so they were literally born into it And they've both talked about like what a struggle that's been. And yes, they have a life that people would dream to have, but the grass is not always greener on the other side. And I do like that they talk about, you know, the glamour and the lights and the money does not keep them away from having anxiety and struggling with mental health and having bad relationships and body image issues. Probably my favorite thing about this last season was Chris documenting her hip replacement and being just so real and open about how how scared she um, is of getting older and that life gets real when you cannot do the same things that you used to do. I know for a fact that she inspired millions of people who have been scared to have surgeries that they need to finally get them done after seeing her go through it. I think one of the main reasons why they are so popular is that they've been so open about everything. Yes, sometimes they've been too open (laughs) about everything, but they definitely made themselves relatable while at the same time doing totally unrelatable things like having to decide which car to drive to work or whether to walk in the Gucci show or the Balmain show or which jet to fly this week, you know? But we get to see it all, the breakups, the makeups, the business, health, pregnancies, fertility journeys, birth. I do wish that we saw more behind the scenes of like, honestly, their the plastic surgeries that they've all had, um, but they got to leave some mystery, right? 
Um, I thought that the first two seasons of the new Kardashians show was great. I'm not gonna lie, y'all. I do miss Scott being in the show and not even like for the Scott and Courtney drama, but I personally miss just Scott himself. I think that he's so funny. I think that Scott is fun. I also like seeing his evolution and what he's doing with his life. I'd love to know more like about him and his like identity away from the Kardashian family and he's always said that that was the hardest thing for him like he was not just in love with Courtney but he was very much attached to the family because he did not have his own I also think that he's hot (laughs) and like as a 24 year old you know fangirl I also just miss looking at him all the time but that's what social media is for we still get to see him just not on the show I don't think that like Kendall Kylie's story story lines on the show are super great right now but i think that that's very intentional because they like their privacy kim chloe and courtney and also chris are just you know the ogs of the show i would love to know more about chris and Corey, honestly but you know it's none of my business i do love seeing them together on the show they seem genuinely happy together you might remember like when all the sisters kind of ganged up on Corey a while back because like they felt like he wasn't putting in enough effort to get to know them or whatever it was but he seemed to have now to have like a really good relationship with everyone I do wish we got to see a little more of like Pete and Kim of course but it's okay since they broke up and the Met Gala scenes that we did get to see with Pete and Kim were really cute so moving on to housewives y'all know i live in maryland so i really only stay caught up on potomac i'm trying to get back into and back like caught up with atlanta but i grew up visiting jamal bryant's church a lot here in baltimore and i remember seeing giselle there when i was little i remember when the whole divorce happened and everything went down it's been interesting to see Giselle on this show. I think that her character has been consistent, like the loudmouth troublemaker gossip girl. I love getting to see her daughters on the show, again, because I grew up seeing them in person at the church a lot. Um, Giselle's, Giselle's character is cool. Like I, I'm kind of glad that she and Jamal have not ended up back together, at least not yet anyway, mainly because the daughters have made it very clear that they are not fans of them getting back together. So if they do, it might be like when all the girls are grown and living their own lives, but you never know what'll happen. I don't think it will, but you never know. Wendy, in my opinion, has definitely changed so much. I think that the money and the fame has kind of got to her more than the rest of them. Her personality, um, I just changed a little bit in my opinion. She's like super like flashy now. She's a little bit more surfacey, more materialistic. You know, she got the plastic surgery done. She quit her job. She's trying to start, you know, her own business, which I think is great. I'm all for entrepreneurship, especially for beautiful black women, you know. Um, but she's not like as much of a role model anymore. I love um, I also love me some Robin Dixon. She's always been the cool one to me, like the most real, um, kind of like how Courtney is on the Kardashians. I think Robin on the show and Robin in real life is the same person. She never feels like she's trying too hard or has to be the center of attention. She definitely has her wild moments. Um, you know, she has to have those moments for TV, but she's always just seemed cool. And I think it's very clear that Juan Dixon might be dragging his feet on like having the actual wedding, but I just hope that Robin ends up happy, whatever happens. 
Speaking of dragging feet, Ashley and Michael's divorce is so interesting. Talk about a process and everyone is still confused about, you know, them buying the house together. Um, they do have to be separated for a full year before getting an actual divorce, so maybe it will be official soon. Said all that to say, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing what this year holds for Ashley and Michael's divorce and Robin and Juan's wedding and just the housewives in general and seeing what they have going on this year. So moving on to the next pop culture highlight for me, which was Prince Harry and Meghan's documentary. We ended 2022 with their documentary and I'm not going to lie, you guys, I had zero interest in watching this. I felt like they have told this story about how badly they were, were treated and how hard it's been a thousand times. And Megan was starting to come off as like a little poor me. And it's funny because most people that I've talked to in person about her seem to have the same opinion about her. And I had zero interest in the documentary, but I am glad that I watched it. I'll start by saying that I have been watching the show Suits for a while and I really liked Meghan Markle's character on the show, Rachel. Um, Suits is probably one of the best and one of the most underrated shows ever. The show is not about Meghan Markle's character. It's about the guy she ends up dating on the show, Mike Ross, and his photographic memory and the law firm that they all end up working at. And it's set in New York. And I'll watch just about anything set in New York, so I'm pretty biased. But the characters and storylines are extremely well done. The actors were incredible. Um, again, Meghan Markle's character was one of my favorites on the show. Um, said all that to say that I loved that the documentary talked about some of the behind the scenes chaos that was going on during the filming of Suits. Once Meghan started dating Prince Harry, she was um, being harassed and followed and how much the paparazzi and the British paparazzi especially um, was making it nearly impossible for them to film the show. And I have seen every single episode of Suits and going back and thinking about the changes that were made to her character on that show towards the later seasons. Um, now that I have seen the documentary on what was going on behind the scenes, I'm able to realize that it was definitely a result of everything that was going on in her personal life at that time. Um, the documentary also did a good job at telling both she and Prince Harry's stories and giving more insight just into the history and the royal family and even slavery and how British, how the British have historically treated people of color. If you are like me and you have no interest in watching it because you might be tired of Meghan and Harry's narrative or you don't like how Meghan Markle's personality comes off, I do encourage you to watch it. I won't say that it will change your view of them, but it's definitely worth watching for the history. And especially if you're someone who's into black history in particular, the documentary opens up the colorism conversation, which I have always been interested in, light skin, you know, black people being treated and sometimes acting differently than brown or darker skinned black people. I think that it's a topic that a lot of people are super uncomfortable talking about. And, you know, there's that theory that Kelly Rowland can do everything that Beyonce can do, but Beyonce made it big because she was lighter. I don't necessarily believe 
that 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 is true but it is an important conversation just the colorism conversation in general for people to have um at the same time all of the racism Meghan markle faced proved that at the end of the day no matter the shade of your skin if you are black you're black and being lighter might bring you some advantages and make some things easier for you sometimes but being black is being black and the world makes sure that you know what color your skin is, even if you might not realize it. Um, being a romantic at heart, my favorite part of the documentary was their actual love story. It was super modern. I love that they met on Instagram. The power of social media is so crazy. I love that she treated him like a normal person. When he was late on their first date, she was like, um, if this is how he is, I'm not doing this. Um, and I do think that was a both that was both a good and bad thing. She was not caught up in him, um, not just being a prince, but he was the prince. Like this is Prince Harry, and it was a huge deal. And she was not blinded at all by who he was. But unfortunately, because she viewed him as a regular guy, I think that made her somewhat unprepared for the media blow up and everything that came with dating and marrying the Prince Harry. And that being said, of course, there is no training or anyone that could have prepared her for how bad it really got. And Prince Harry said that in the documentary. I do think that it is amazing that neither one of them thought about her being black and how big of a deal it was, you know, for him to not just marry an American, but a black woman. I think that they were both a little naive and Prince Harry did admit to growing up uh, being super sheltered and disconnected from the real world. And I think that this has taught them both a lot. Like I said, if you haven't checked it out, it is worth the watch. Even if you just watch the first episode, once you watch the first episode, you'll most likely get hooked because the story itself is good. And even if you don't like them, I'm not a you know super fan or obsessed with them, but it is a good story with great history and it's definitely worth the watch. So I have to end talking about my favorite entertainment moment of 2022, and that was definitely Austin freaking Butler making his film debut. I have to take a minute and talk about the Elvis of it all and how Austin Butler just understood the assignment, guys. He did not come to Hollywood to play. This movie was something that I had zero interest in watching. I know I like go crazy over the things that I had no interest in. It's amazing. Um, the only thing that I knew about Elvis like growing up was that you know, it's always been said that he stole music and style from black people and that he was addicted to drugs. That was literally all I knew. And so I was not someone who went, you know, to this movie because I loved Elvis or because I was interested in his story. I was not at all. I went because my mom wanted to see it and I wasn't doing anything else. So I just kind of tagged along and it was a very pleasant surprise to say the least. Like most people, I only knew Austin Butler solely, solely because he dated Vanessa Hudgens. I didn't even recognize that he was the cute blonde guy in Zoe 101 until one of my friends pointed it out. And I was like, oh yeah, that is him. Um, but this ended up being my favorite movie of the year and solely because of Austin Butler's performance. What made this movie um, great are the demographics that saw it. It was introduced 
you know, to people my, it introduced people my age to Elvis and his music and reintroduced him to people who grew up with him and everyone in between. You know, music really does transcend all barriers and, you know, the movie did not cover everything, but it did a good job covering Colonel Tom Parker's control over Elvis and also explaining that Elvis grew up in basically the, the black projects. And that is a part of the reason why he was so heavily influenced by black people. Do I think the Elvis movie itself is perfect? No. But do I think Austin Butler was perfect? Yes. And everyone I know who has seen it personally, regardless of how they felt about the storyline or Tom Hanks or the details that were or were not included, the one thing everyone seems to agree on is that Austin Butler did a phenomenal job performing, acting, singing. He sung most of the songs himself, and for me, his speaking voice alone deserves an Oscar. Like, I believe he completely made the movie and had anyone else had that role i know that it was originally supposed to be harry styles but i don't think anyone else could have made this movie what it was he carried it on his shoulders i am not saying that tom hanks was not good but austin butler was great and everyone i know who saw it especially in the theater had to see it again i think that this movie was also so special because it's one of those movies that cannot be translated in the same way on the big screen as it can on a regular tv like this movie was made for a movie theater and it really brought back why going to the movies is such a dope experience the director baz lerman is you know, known for the extravagant movies. He did The Great Gatsby with DiCaprio. He did Moulin Rouge. I think that, you know, besides Austin Butler, Baz Luhrmann's style and the -the over-the-top way that he directs movies made this movie what it was. It is, um, it's now the 10th highest grossing movie of 2022. I think Tom Cruise's Top Gun will probably take over the Oscars, honestly. Um, but I do hope that Baz Luhrmann at least gets Best Director. Um, so yeah, that was my favorite movie. Speaking of music, I have to be honest, I was not in love with Beyonce's Renaissance album. As usual, I do think that you know she delivered great songs. It was super artistic. It's probably one of the most artistic and creative albums that she's put out. It just was not my favorite project that she's done. Um, I do love Taylor Swift's Midnight's album. My favorite songs on the album are Maroon. Um, I love Snow on the Beach and I love Question. Her album dropping was definitely another one of my favorite entertainment highlights of 2022. I definitely wanted tickets to see her live, but you know, Taylor Swift basically broke Ticketmaster, (laughs) but seeing her is definitely on my bucket list. So these are my pop culture highlights of 2022. In 2023, I'm looking forward to the Oscars. I'm looking forward to season three of the Kardashians, hopefully a new season of Housewives of Potomac, and holding out hope that I might still be able to see Taylor Swift one day. Might not be able to see her in 2023, but a girl can dream. You never know. 
So that is it for this episode, guys. Let me know what your favorite pop culture moments of 2022 were and what you think about Ashley's divorce, Robin's wedding, what movies and music you liked and didn't like, and what you are looking forward to this new year in 2023. If you guys have any questions, DM me anytime. My Instagram is at Mara P. Sullivan, and you can also find me at DFTL Podcast. Happy New Year, and I will talk to you guys soon. Bye.